This is Father Jared Kramer from St. John's Episcopal Church in Grand Haven, Michigan, here with today's edition of Christian Mythbusters, a regular segment I offer to counter some common misconceptions about the Christian faith. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve, that glorious night of the year when we get to burn the candle down to the nub and wish 2020 a hearty goodbye. Of course, as was pointed out to me on social media, our new year is literally pronounced 2021, as in the year 2020 has won and beaten us all. But we'll try not to think of that as we celebrate in our homes with great hopes for a much better year to come. One of the most traditional parts of the New Year's holiday is the obligatory New Year's resolutions, those commitments to change parts of our lives that are made with fire and fury on December 31st and only sometimes last through the entire month of January. Now don't get me wrong, it's nice to have the crowd at the gym thin out a little as the weeks of January turn into February, but there is a slight sadness I think many of us bring to the knowledge that our New Year's resolutions rarely bring the fruit we had hoped. And yet, hope springs eternal, and so this week I'd like to try to bust the myth that Christians never change. One of my favorite lines from the Christian artist Rich Mullins, who died several years ago, was whenever people would tell him they don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. He loved to respond to them, no we're not, we always have room for a few more. What Rich was playfully pointing out is that no person who goes to church follows Jesus with perfect faithfulness. Rather, we commit to the Christian community because we know we need to be changed. Now, I'll be quick to admit that not all Christians approach the church with a desire to be changed and to be shaped after the love, mercy, and justice of Jesus Christ. Lord knows I've heard people tell me in my days that they didn't feel uplifted going to my church sometimes, but... As another one of my favorite Christian thinkers, C.S. Lewis, once said, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. The fundamental message of Advent that we've heard over the past several weeks was the call to repent, to change our lives. In the days of Christmastide, we're invited to experience the light and grace of God and to let that love change us so that we can be the body of Christ on earth. As we move toward the Feast of the Epiphany, we are invited to change from a gospel only focused on those who look like us and and to ask how God is being present in those strange and far away like the three magi of old. And of course, in just a couple of months in the season of Lent, we will begin with Ash Wednesday and we will repent once more in dust and ashes. The practice of examine is what this is known as in the spiritual traditions of the church. It's a practice best engaged in daily, actually, asking yourself every day, in what ways has my life today not lived up to the call of Christ? How did I sin in what I did or in what I've left undone? It's hard stuff. None of us really like to admit we are wrong, but all of us are wrong from time to time. All of us do fall short, and the task of the Christian is not to wag fingers at those who don't live up to your expectations. And here I do need to confess to a propensity toward finger-wagging of my own at times. Please forgive me. The task of the Christian is to turn once more to Jesus, not if we fall into sin, but as our own prayer book in the Episcopal Church says, when we fall into sin. The true hypocrites in the church are those who refuse to acknowledge that their actions don't line up with what they believe about God and Christ. Most Christians are actually acutely aware that they don't live faithfully, painfully aware, really, of that. And they're trying to change and live differently. So as you approach the New Year's Eve holiday, instead of a tremendous resolution you know you will never live up to, what if you tried something different? 
What if you tried to commit to spending just a few minutes at the end of each day reflecting on the day that's passed and asking God's forgiveness? I have a hunch it would not only help you build some humility, but it would make you even more aware of just how much God loves you and forgives you. And just how much God's love can change us from the people we tend to be into the people Jesus wants us to be. Because in the end, through the grace of God, all of us can change. Thanks for being with me. To find out more about my parish, you can go to sjegh.com. Until next time, remember, protest like Jesus, love recklessly, and live your faith out in a community that accepts you, but also challenges you to be better tomorrow than you are today.